Let me tell you about my favorite Sunday here at Wellsprings this past summer. It was a Sunday that I was not here. <laughs> Maybe it was your favorite Sunday this past summer at Wellsprings <laughs> because I was not here. It was the day when our emerging family ministry team got up and for the first time shared from the depths of their hearts what they had been working on together for months. The culmination of which you can find in that springboard on that yellow sheet. Just the first offering that this team will give to you and to us here at Wellsprings. The reason this Sunday was my favorite Sunday of the past summer was because it was the culmination of months of work together. I had been invited in by a number of people who were wondering what kind of family ministry team could there be here at Wellsprings? Would it be like a how-to? Would it be a kind of do this and your family will be all happy, healthy, healthy, happy, wealthy, wise? No, they, they, they wanted something different. They wanted a space and a way of honoring that which I think all families want, no matter what they're going through. A deeper sense of connection, a deeper sense of presence with each other, a deeper sense of happiness, wholeness, and holiness. That was the space into which I was invited to help them craft the urgings of their hearts. That's why there is a new family ministry team. Speaking of what the hopes of their hearts were and are, I want to share with you this quote from Brene Brown. I like to think of her as America's social worker. At the very least, Brene Brown, if you don't know her, she is the most famous professor of social work uh, that I have ever known. She talks about courage and resilience and overcoming shame and loss and grief. And she writes, and this concludes the new family ministry statement. We cannot give our children what we don't have. Where we are on our journey of living and loving with our whole hearts is a much stronger indicator of parenting success than anything we can learn from how-to books. Even for a non-parent like me, these are wise words, and that's the kind of space that the new family ministry team wants to open up, a place where people can share from the depths of their hearts and sometimes from the depths of their broken hearts, and yes, at times also full and loving hearts, with each other. And through this create not the superficial image of family that is somehow given to many of us in the media, but a deeper understanding of who we really are in our families. And that's why this Sunday when I was not here a month ago was my favorite Sunday. Because this is where I earn my keep as your minister at Wellsprings. Not in the preaching, not in the pastoral counseling. It is not for my limitless abilities as your CEO. <laughs> oh, and they are limitless. I say limitless abilities, I meant limitless gifts, sorry. <laughs> you get a lot of training in executive uh, uh, gifts in seminary, I have to tell you. <laughs> it's in this kind of thing, in helping a new ministry to come to be, in helping someone cultivate their gifts, in helping someone share something that is so much of the deepest part of their hearts that they're almost afraid that if they share it, 
somehow it won't be accepted. It's that place and that kind of ministry through which I earn my keep in this community. Because when people share from the depths of their hearts and develop their gifts, then they create space for other people to grow as well. This is Wellsprings at its best when we live, lead, and learn from this kind of place. When I'm doing this kind of ministry with a team as wonderful as the family ministry team is, I feel like I'm a coach saying, you can do this, you can get out on the field, even if we don't know quite yet exactly what the sport is going to look like. But even better than coach, there's a better metaphor. And, you know, obviously, well, I, I will never give birth. Let's just put it that way. Better image is of a midwife. That's what I feel like in helping someone to bring forth or a team to bring forth its gifts. Bringing forth new life in spiritual community. That is my deepest intention as your minister. And in this message series about living an intentional life, I had you all do this, those of you who are here, so don't give away the game to those who weren't here last week. I'm going to have us do this as we lead into this focus on living an intentional life. I'm going to have us do some stretching, some chair yoga with each other. So if you would, just kind of close your eyes. It's going to be a little different from last week, so don't feel you've done this one exactly before. Close your eyes and place your arms out directly in front of you. Stretching just those fingers away from the body and away from the chest. And then slowly with an in-breath, raise those arms up overhead. All the way towards the ceiling and the sky beyond it. And feel yourself stretching through the thumbs, the pointer finger, the middle finger, the ring finger, the pinkies. Stretching all the way up, stretching them away from each other. So you're really getting in touch with what's going on at the edges of each of your fingers. And then bringing the palms together with an out-breath, slowly bringing the hands back down over the heart. Breathing in and breathing out. And then extending the hands once more out in front of us, away from the chest. And then breathing in, extending the hands up Again, overhead towards the sky, stretching out those fingers. And with an out-breath, slow and deliberate, bringing the palms together again. And the hands together down to rest over the space of the heart. Thank you. I said last week, for those of you who've never done yoga, you've done yoga now. So you can add that if it's in your bucket list or take it off of your bucket list. I talked last week, and it's true throughout all of this message series, that an intention which is most often thought of as an aim, a, a purpose, a goal, all those things are true. But even more, an intention is this. It's what we just did. Intention in its Latin root form means to stretch out for, it means to reach out for, it means to extend ourselves into life, into this life, sometimes especially when we're not entirely sure what that uncertain space we're reaching out to is. That's what to have an intention is. It guides us when we sometimes don't know exactly what's going on in our lives. We can reach out for and into this capacity to stretch. 
This is especially important in spiritual community. I think the best reason that any of us can come to a spiritual community, this or any other, is to remember who we are and who we can be, especially when life gets difficult so that we can remember our intentions and not just be drawn away into the life, as I talked about it last week, in which we are nothing more than a human conveyor belt of next thing and next thing and next thing and next thing. An intention to help remember who we are and can be. It's also important to all of us together in spiritual community to remember how valuable our intentions are because the truth is and has been so for a while that this is a stretching time for wellsprings i've shared some of this with you in the past but i want you to hear it again i got these statistics if you're into things like congregational growth statistics you really love this one if not just say okay that's interesting then we can move on with the rest of the message but i got these statistics from one of the leaders of our denomination in boston in the last 25 years, since the time that the denomination has been trying to support new congregational growth, there's over 250 new UU congregations. There has not been one until recently that has started with fewer than 50 adults and grown to more than 200 adults. We have done that here at Wellsprings. those of you who didn't clap the first service, I'm wondering why you're clapping now. <laughs> Was it more impressive the second time? The truth is that this size that we are in, about 220, 230 adult members, is one of the most awkward sizes for a congregation to be. It is one of the reasons that 75%, a full 75% of American congregations are 150 adults in membership or fewer. And it's also one of the reasons that most of the congregations in America that are growing right now are more bigger than 500 people already. So we're bucking the trend in two different ways here at Wellsprings, and it's because we are determined to stretch. We are determined to create space, as Just and Monique and Cassandra said, to have an aspiration to launch a coming-of-age program for our kids and to create space for co someone coming in, an answered prayer, a place for connection, and to say, you are welcome here and there is space for you to grow in this community. That's what our intentions help us do. They help us reach out and remember that our growth is never finished, not if we don't want it to be. Because it's the truth, one of the reasons... Perhaps the prime reason that most congregations hit 150 and they stop growing is they just crap out. <laughs> Instead of stretching and learning to stretch, stretch out with me, stretch out this way. Stretch out this way, don't, don't hit someone in the face. Although, you know, the, the people in the back row at the first service, they were like intentionally like blocking each other off. I don't know. <laughs> they were the people who always sat in the back row at class, I guess, back in school. <laughs> But, but to remember to stretch out, not contract, not pull in our energies, is one of the most important things that we can do in our lives. And it's one of the most important things that a spiritual community can do. Instead, we have made intentional space. Intentional space for the people here already and the people who have not found us yet. Space and aspirations and intentions, as you heard, so that we could continue to connect and continue to grow. Because it's not just in the last year and a half that we have launched Spark, a coming-age program for our kids. We have launched a full-on addictions and recovery team that, yes, you can see right there on the white paper near you, is offering to the world an expo 
for addictions recovery next Saturday. If addiction hits close to your heart or to your family's heart, you are invited. Please share the news with anyone. Everyone is invited. We have kept on stretching out. We had our first ever 5K last spring, and yes, we have a new family ministry here at Wellsprings as well, too. We are a community that stretches. And so this morning, I'd like to talk to you about a new set of aspirations, a new set of stretches, having accomplished the other ones. These aspirations that I have spent some time, months in discernment with other leaders of Wellsprings and the board and paying attention to our teams and paying attention to our treats and seeing where the strength was in Wellsprings so that our new aspirations are not fantasy, they are a building of the strength we have stretching into the strength that we can be. And when I say these new aspirations I'm going to share with you, it doesn't mean that we will not continue to do a whole bunch of other new things at Wellsprings. It's just that these are the new things we will do that comprise money, time, and talent. All these things together. And so there will still be small groups, still our relationship with Chester County Future, still retreats, still service to the larger community. It's just these aspirations I'm going to share with you right now are a true new stretch of how we want to grow Wellsprings. The first one sounds really sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> Staffing for growth. Folks, I'm not about to give you a five-year plan. Don't have to worry about that. When we talk about staffing for growth, it's not staffing for some theoretical growth that's coming up in the future. It is staffing for the growth that we already are and we know will continue. We want to bring, and the board has been really clear with me on this in helping to guide my work, we want to bring hours and salaries consistent with the recommendations of our larger denomination about a congregation hour size and what we should have. Because here's the truth, and it's not a complaint. Do not go home and say, Ken is complaining about being overworked, and he's complaining about the rest of the staff being overworked. No. We love our work here, and the truth is, is that we are stretched, and we will continue to stretch. But there's two different kinds of stretching in congregational life. There's stretching that is stretched thin, <laughs> And then there's th stretching that is stretched wide and spacious. At this time, this space between 150 and 200, truth be told, too often we are stretched thin. And the cost of being stretched thin is this, is that we cannot be the best midwives for you, for this congregation that is my call and our staff's call to be. We want to be stretched wide and open, but not be stretched thin. Because the truth also is that as Wellsprings continues to grow, a few years from now, if we do now right, we will be able to get to that place of talking about a second minister. A second minister for a place and a part of our ministry that I would love to be able to give more time to, but right now we cannot. A coach, if you will, a midwife, if you will, a minister of spiritual growth and development, whose job it is to help oversee and plan and make as strong as they can be to stretch them out. Springboards, our small groups, youth spirit, our retreats, all that Wellsprings does together that is beyond and includes, but is also beyond Sunday morning that gives us the opportunity to grow into the full likeness of the divine that is already ours. We're not there yet, 
but stretching properly and wisely at this point in our growth will assure that when we get there, we will be not just attractive, but people will come knocking on our doors for that staff position, for this minister of spiritual development. We can plant seeds now that will bear fruit in the future. Because ultimately, staffing for growth is not really about numbers. Numbers are only a reflection of the health and the growth that is happening here already. Staffing for growth is about the kind of growth that really counts in spiritual community, which is the growth of our lives, the growth of our connections, the growth of our compassion, and the growth of our souls. Change lives, change other lives, and shared gifts multiply throughout an entire community and make more space for people to find their gifts. And so our second aspiration is uh, intentionally about developing the gifts of our members so that they can create more space for others. Train facilitator for a couples retreat. One of our most popular new retreats that we offered last year was offered by our intern, Greg. Now, Greg was awesome, and he's gone. It's the nature of an intern. They grow up, they grow strong, and then it's see ya. <laughs> One of the gifts that Greg gave us, just as Lee is learning to share her gifts with us as well, one of the gifts that Greg gave us was that he was already trained as a couples retreat facilitator, and he shared that with us. And one of the things that I could hear from folks on the retreat is that they were so glad they went, that it gave them time and space to cultivate connection between themselves. And one of the other indications I heard of how good the retreat was is that um, as many people who actually went to it told me, I wish, damn it, I would have done it. <laughs> To have this opportunity to develop and commit to time and space in our families is so important because our lives are so busy. Sometimes just the opportunity to talk, to remember our intimate relationships and give them the time, space, energy that they deserve, and yet sometimes we forget to. That is so important. I mean, just this past week, and for those of you who are my Facebook friends, you may have seen it, it's awesome. Uh, Louis C.K., the comedian, was on, I know a number of you are nodding your heads, uh, see it if you haven't, please, it's just fantastic. He was on the Conan O'Brien show, and he was explaining why he will not buy his children, his daughters, a smartphone. I mean, he is channeling unbelievably in five and a half minutes with curse words and Conan yammering in his ear the entire time, Brene Brown and the wonderful Tibetan teacher Chogyam Trungpa saying that one of the ha things that happens when we go to these smartphones all the time is we're actually trying to express to the world what we're feeling, but we're actually cutting ourselves off from our capacity to feel it in the first place. He talks about uh, listening to uh, Jungle Land. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Some of you know this about me already. Some of you love me because of it. Some of you have forgiven me because of it. Uh, <laughs> shut up about Bruce already. No. Um, <laughs> So he's listening to Jungle Land, the amazing nine-and-a-half-minute epic song that, that ends his classic album, Born to Run. And there's this, there's this moment towards the end of the song in which Bruce just bellows this lonely, long bellow. And, 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 and Louis C.K. said, you know, it made him sad. So he got out of a smartphone and he immediately started texting someone about it. But he, what he recognizes what he was doing by immediately telling someone about it, he was cutting himself off from that sadness. He says too often, I mean, this has been happening to human beings as long as there's been human beings, it's just particularly a risk right now in this technological advanced age, is we miss that intimacy with our feelings. 
because if we will not allow ourselves to be sad, deeply, fully sad, we also cannot allow ourselves to be deeply, fully happy. This is one of our core beliefs here at Wellsprings, that consumerism and unhealthy relationships and addictions lead us to despair and loneliness. But a growing, honest, spiritual life leads to that place of tremendous fulfillment and connection. To pay attention to our lives. What a gift we can give each other when we do that. And so the couples retreat and having a facilitator is able to offer that year after year after year. That is just one way that we will honor that intention, that stretch out towards each other and within ourselves. But we don't want it to be just for adults, which brings me to our final aspiration, a mindfulness group for teens. Mindfulness which is about learning to pay attention to what's going on in our lives, like checking in right now. Are you here if you're not, maybe stretch out a little bit again, again, without smacking someone. Come on, I'm, I'm not up here alone, folks. Come on. <laughs> Stretching out, checking in. That's what mindfulness is about. And to do it with a sense of compassion towards ourselves and not immediately judging our experience or judging someone else, but to do it with a spirit of kindness. This aspiration, this intention comes out of my talking with the parents, like Cassandra, of our Spark Kids this last spring. It was such an amazing program. And to that, we also have added over the last couple years, OWL, our whole lives, a progressive spiritual values-based curriculum for sexual health and education. You can repeat that back to me after the service. Our whole lives, teaching kids how to honor themselves in a spirit of kindness and to know what's going on inside of them and because of that same curiosity and commitment to their own lives, to be compassionate towards other people's lives as well in some of the most intimate ways possible. When I talked to those adults, those parents, and those kids, we said, how do we keep the momentum going? And so this was the, where the idea for mindfulness for teens was born. I am a mindfulness teacher, as some of you know, not nearly as expert or skillful as I would like to be. Plus, also, I'm doing this on Sunday mornings. So we have made contact and connection with a wonderfully trained, skilled, and kind mindfulness and yoga teacher that we are offering to our teens starting this fall. Some of the seed money for that is coming from the families themselves. But long term, we want to make that a commitment year after year after year after year. At that age in which kids are increasingly likely, maybe some of you are facing this in your families right now, I don't want to go to church. It's irrelevant. What does it have for me? Well, one of the best things we can do for our kids and our teens is to help them grow. Mindfulness and OWL and Spark does this, to be compassionate and connected, to be awake and aware people. Our whole lives spark mindfulness for teens. This is one of the things that most excites me about our vision here at Wellsprings, that what we are offering to each other and what we are offering to the world is a three-part ministry for adolescent spiritual and character development. Where else are they going to get that, save for the home? That's we're here. To offer to adolescents who are making some of the most important choices, starting to make some of the most important choices in their life, I got to tell you, I wish, deeply I wish, 
that this was offered to me in my spiritual community when I grew up. Instead, after I went through my bar mitzvah, you know what I got? A six-week lecture on the history of Israel. Fascinating. (laughs) But when I started to be a person who was somewhat broken, it didn't help me not turn to alcohol. Help our kids have the seeds and the conditions for a flourishing life. What better thing could we give our adolescents and our teens? And so these, those, are our aspirations, our intentions to keep wellsprings strong and growing and stretching. And yes, I'm going to ask you to do it again. Stretch out. Remember the stretch in our bodies. Sometimes, in the name of conserving energy, we contract and hole up. And I'm not talking about downtime. Downtime is good for all of us. But to remember that Wellsprings grows and has grown and will grow because of our commitment to stretch out. And so this is the only thing that I am asking from you today. It's our intentions. With our money, our time, our commitments, our ministries, and your gifts that will help wellsprings find its way into our future all you who call this place your spiritual home and community i'm speaking to and all of you who are interested in making this place your spiritual home or community i ask you this four weeks from this sunday the second to last sunday in october the sunday in october where every year the school kindly but without any choice in the matter kicks us out of bell hall to the gym because they offer an art show to the larger community. And so we want to take advantage of that Sunday. We want to take advantage of that Sunday. We'll do one service, and immediately after that service, we're going to have what we're calling Stretch Sunday. It is going to be an opportunity for us to share these aspirations with each other and to talk about what is needed and what is necessary for us to fulfill them. This asking of intentions for what people will give, not just in time, and not just in money, and not just in gifts, but in all of these. This is a departure from the past. It's an intentional departure. It is a stretching departure. Let me tell you what it is not. It is not a pledge. If you've ever been in a church before where you make a pledge once a year, and then someone will call you perhaps once a month or once a quarter and say, have you paid your pledge yet? 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 To the point that maybe not only don't you not want to pay your pledge, you want to stop showing up there. (laughs) Now, the point of these intentions is to equip all of us to know at Wellsprings how much we can stretch. Because we don't want to stretch too much, And we certainly don't want to stretch too little. And so we need to know what our intentions are. And so I'm asking you to be there and to stay for Stretch Sunday, both the service itself and after. Because we want to stretch and grow with confidence. Our intentions will let us know how far we can stretch and how deep as well. Because we want to walk through this open door this open door this possibility 
this hope for our future here at Wellsprings. This is the kind of congregation we have been all along, and so this is the kind of congregation I'm asking us to continue to be. This is the kind of congregation that I yearn to continue to serve, that we will be a stretching people, stretching out for each other, stretching out with each other, stretching out so that we're there for each other. Even if the stretch for you is just today, you know what? Stretching out your hand and greeting someone who you do not know well yet. Do that at the coffee hour. Reach out for someone else. Get connected because it's from those connections that all the other grand connections come so we can be a stretching people, so we can be compassionate people. We can live compassionate lives and connected lives and lives that have conscious contact with the God of our understanding and charged full with the charge of the soul lives and, and lives that matter. Lives that matter so deeply that we know we have gifts to share. Charge full of the charge of the soul. It, it comes from a, a poem that some of you know, Walt Whitman, singing the body electric. This is how Wellsprings thrives. This one big, loving, connected, compassionate body of spiritual community, composed of all these and all your kind, loving, compassionate, and connected lives. And so, yes, I'm asking you to stretch with me. When we all stretch together, we will certainly grow. Amen. And may you live in blessing. Let's pray together. Spirit of stretch, divine spark that alights in us the capacity to make a way and find a path through this life. Spirit of stretch that connects us each to all and creates those channels of love and compassion that call us deeper into relationship. May none of us treat our lives as if they were timid or meager things, playing it safe to the point that we might wake up one day and say, is this all there is? May we continue to be a stretching people and in our stretching, may we be blessed.